back, Mr. Cummings. WSOU Investments v. Google, 2022-1065. Thank you, Your Honors. This case is very similar to the 1063 case. Similar processor structures are disclosed. This adds the memory and code structures in the claims as well. But I guess I want to back up. Are you focusing on here the at least one memory including computer program code limitation? Where the memory code and processor cause the apparatus to detect an application is being started on the apparatus. In response, turn on the Doppler radar. Okay. I think that's right. It seems to me this case is quite different from the others which recites processor. This uses the term code. Code by definition requires something specific, doesn't it? As Diophan said, code itself connotes structure. And the function of the code is part of the code structure. But we submit that saying a processor configured to, the configured to is essentially saying here's the code that's running on the processor. They're just saying, they could say a processor running this code from a technological standpoint that's really no different than saying a processor configured to or a processor running code. From a more general standpoint, Phillips says that the claim term needs to be construed in the context of the entire patent such that it comports with the instrument as a whole. I don't believe that your honors are contesting that the listing of central processing unit and digital signal processors and the like that the specification identifies as structural processors. It's more the breadth of what's the software and firmware that go along with it. We don't contest. Oh, did I say contest? Yes. You seem to agree that there is a processing structure disclosed in the specification. To point to a section that appears to be broad but ignore the disclosure of processing structures that are disclosed in the specification would not comport with Phillips saying that it needs to be construed in the context of the patent as a whole. It says processor and here are processor structures that are disclosed. And you're also focusing on, you're talking a lot about processor, but I understood you also to be, you know, it's a limitation that also has a memory and it has computer program code. And your specification talks about a memory storing a computer program comprising computer program instructions. For me, this feels different than the earlier cases in the sense that this feels more structural. Could you help me understand why, what your arguments are for why this is structural beyond the language that I referred to in the spec? Okay, well, 
VDPP and um, uh, well, VDPP held that um, uh, storage, another name for for memory, um, wasn't just a black box because it existed in the prior art at the time of the invention. Um, the specification here identifies different types of um, memory structures that can be used. Um, uh, permanent memory or ROM, uh, dynamic memory or DRAM, uh, cache memory. So again, it discloses different memory structures that can be used along with the processor. Do you think a person of ordinary skill in the art would know what a memory is? Absolutely. Um, uh, a basic first year um, electrical engineering student or um, a computer science student understands the, the basic um, idea that you need to have memory modules in some format in order for a computer to run. And and so the, the claim here is saying um, we're putting together this system of uh, memory structures, code structures, and processor structures uh, that will operate in the in the following uh, manner. In zero click, one of the things that this court focused on was that the specification talked about uh, commercially available uh, computer programs um, being used. So that would show that there was a specific structure that would be understood by a person of ordinary skill in the art. Is there anything like that in this case? Well, I think the zero click, the idea was that there were these uh, operating systems that could, that could be tweaked differently. Um, other than, uh, you know, indications like in DIFAN that there was uh, software at the time of the invention um, that you could display anything at all, um, the, the, the patent explains what the operation of the software is, so um, it, the the structure of the code is defined in part by uh, by its functions, and uh, and functions are identified uh, in the claims. Um, I I I, I want to also address this idea that the district court applied the presumption by taking account of the rule and identifying the controlling test, uh, that's not the same thing as applying the test, as, as was shown in uh, DIFAN 2. Reciting the standard like an incantation is very different um, from uh, a- actually applying it. And the, the district court uh, never identified where uh, Google showed that these terms do not mean structure to uh, uh, a skilled artisan. And that was their burden to do, that they had to show that processor didn't mean structure, um, uh, memory didn't mean structure, and that the code didn't mean structure and, and uh, to, to, a, to a skilled artisan, and they, and they didn't do that. Um, Mr. Cummings, let me ask you a, sort of a, a broad question. Um, if, if we were to write a precedential opinion in this case and we wanted to advance the state of our, of our jurisprudence beyond Williamson, Zero Click, and DIFAM, 
what would our holding look like? I don't think you need to go... It's a little unfair to ask you a question like that, but just while we're thinking about it, what do you think we should say that would advance the understanding of how to treat these sorts of functional statements in a software-related art? I was a little surprised that VDPP was non-precedential because it took DIFAN and ZeroClick more explicitly that software and memory and code are all tied together and they're all structural. And in fact, VDPP that's dealing with processor and storage said that the challenger's arguments were particularly unpersuasive in light of DIFAN, which was dealing with code and application. And you even look at the claims that are at issue in both of the software ones, DIFAN and ZeroClick. They have claims in there. ZeroClick has a processor configured to claim. DIFAN has a software when executed. Well, that's technologically the same thing as saying a processor configured to run those processes. I don't think the court needs to go any further than VDPP, DIFAN, and ZeroClick in order to reverse these cases. You don't need to go any further than that. We're not asking for some categorical rule. It almost sounds like we're heading toward a ruling that basically says that 112 doesn't apply in software cases because software-related inventions, computer-related inventions, the structure, aside from transistors and the like, is all defined by function. Again, I don't think that you need to go to the extent that all software is outside of 112.6. When the function of the software is explained, and in these cases the software is being used in conjunction with structural devices, these processor chips and memory chips, then to a skilled artisan, they're going to understand, yes, this is a software structure. In fact, computer scientists refer to structures. I think ZeroClick and DIFAN made significant advances in our precedent, and maybe there's nothing more that we need to say. I don't think that you would need to. VDPP made it a little bit clearer on a processor and memory, but otherwise those three together we feel completely covers this. You don't need to go any further. Thank you. Thank you. I'll reserve the rest of my time. Thank you. Mr. Mayergoys. Your Honor, this is the last time for me. Everyone's relieved. Can we start with your views on the same question I just asked? I mean, a little philosophical. Of course, I am hoping for an affirmance, presidential or otherwise. 
Yeah, I didn't say we would write a presidential <laughs> opinion one way or the other. <laughs> Understood, Your Honors. Um, no, I, I, and I think a good place to start is Williamson and Dyson. There is one section, 112.6. It applies across the board. Dyson notes there's a distinction sometimes between struct, mechanical and software. As I read the case law, the key is how. How is, if it's a software claim, how is the function performed? It is not enough simply to recite a function. That, that, that's clear. It has to explain how is the function performed. If the claim language explains how the code would perform a function, that is, that imbues some structural character into the claim. If the specification tells us how the code does something, that would inform the structural character of software. But simply saying software to perform a function, that is dead center 112.6. The problem is that 112.6 was written for mechanical inventions. I, I don't dispute that, Your Honor. I think it's been applied broadly. I think 1952, we did not have these issues, undisputably. <laughs> but I, I don't think the law has cabined itself strictly in terms of 112.6 to mechanical or otherwise. And there's strands or silos of law as to how to treat software, how to treat mechanical issues. How did Dyfan answer that question you had? I mean, in that case, the court held that it wasn't written in 112.6 format. And I don't remember exactly what the word was, maybe application or program code, something like that, or both. But what did it say about how, other than that a person of ordinary skill in the art would understand those words to denote the structure of computer instructions? What, what about that says how? I, I read that, so... I'm just... You no, know, I agree 100%, and what animated the ultimate decision was the expert testimony, but what, I, what, what, what captures my eye in DIFAN is, give me your moment, Aaron. I think it's I have okay. it here. Um, okay, I want to say it starts at the, the last paragraph on page 1368, and it's the paragraph that, that spans 1368, 1369. Um, and I read that paragraph, and when it distinguishes unlike mechanical arts, I guess I read that paragraph in the context of the entire Dyfan opinion to, to, to require a, a how. How is the code implementing this function? I'm reading Dyfan where it says, accordingly, because the recited functions can be performed by conventional off-the-shelf software, person of ordinary skill would have understood the alleged code limitations to connote structure. Off the shelf. Right, Your Honor. And I think I would submit that is consistent. How is, in that instance, again, what drove that case was there was evidence that a person of ordinary skill in the art would understand the term and know how it was done because it was off the shelf. I don't know if it's commercially available, but it was off the shelf code that did that. We do not have these circumstances here. What we have is a reference, broad reference to processor memory and code. And in column five, I want to say lines 31 to 33, it says program instructions generally refer to any logic and routines that perform methods. Can I ask you something? When you see one memory including computer program code, isn't that pretty specific? I mean, I admit 
there could be different code in there. But those are computer instructions, and you know you've got a memory that has instructions in it. That's, you know, broad, but that's structure, unlike a situation where, you know, that, we can name situations from other cases. But, but why isn't that structure? I because I think the relevant inquiry is still not whether it connotes some type of structure or not that it's entirely devoid of structure, but is it sufficient structure to perform the claim function? That's not what our case law says. Our case law says whether it connotes structure. And the, that's what our case law says, not sufficient structure to perform the function. I believe in general, Your Honor, I apologize. Let me let me pull that case. So, if you look at Williamson, for example, mm -hmm. we say the standard is whether the words of the claim are understood by persons of ordinary skill in the art to have a sufficiently definitely definite meaning as the name for structure. And I, in, I believe in Williamson, in the same paragraph, it also provides, where, I'm sorry. And later in that paragraph, I believe it says, when a claim term lacks the word means, the presumption can be overcome and 112.6 will apply if the challenger demonstrates that the claims that the term fails to recite sufficiently definite structure or else recites function without reciting sufficient structure for performing that function. And I believe there's there's three formulations that appear in that paragraph in Williamson, and I believe they appear again in another paragraph in Williamson. Igenera picks up on the, those second two formulations um, that I just read, and as do other cases such as XR. So with that, thank you for pointing that out. So with that, what is your argument for why a memory including computer program code uh, with the processor is insufficient structure to perform the functions in the claim? Because as used in the in the context of the A25 patent, again, it says a processor is broadly anything that sends or receives data with generic input-output interfaces. And it explains that code or program instructions is something like logic or routines that perform a method, but what's entirely absent is how do those logic or routines perform a method. That's what would be necessary to imbue some structural character to the claim terms here in the context of the 825 patent. Council, a little change of pace. Of course. I'd like to direct you to column 7 of the 825 patent, uh, lines... 53 at sec. Is that an algorithm and is that relevant here? Uh, what starts, no, it, it is not an algorithm for purposes of the claimed function because the claimed function here, I believe, is detect that an application has started and turn on the radar. This does provide a sequence of, of statements, but if you look carefully, it really repeats the claimed function. It does not provide an algorithm for performing the function simply parrots the function, the, the recited functions in slightly different verbiage. How specific does the algorithm have to be? 
as this court has made clear, an algorithm can be a flowchart, it can be narrative, but it has to explain how. What an algorithm can't do under this court's precedent is it can't simply repeat the function. It can't state the output of the function or when the function occurs. There has to be some how. How is that function achieved? How is it performed? And, and you, you would say that figure six doesn't suffice. Absolutely, Your Honor. Figure six, is, I'm looking at it now, is six boxes with pure function. Transmit, receive, detect, change operation. There's no, why, there's no how. What is your best case for your view that our case law requires this element of how? Or how specific it, you know, with the level of abstraction has to be? What do you think is your best case for saying the, that it has to be much more specific than what is found, for example, in column seven that Judge Lurie pointed out? I believe it's cases, is this, I'm sorry, Your Honor, for step two? Either step two or step one. Then I would say cases like, for step two, cases like NOAA and other cases that I think we set forth in our briefs, which make clear that repeating the function or using slightly different verbiage to express the same functional language is insufficient. I think Biomedina says that, NOAA, I'm blanking on the other cases, but I think they're in our briefs. As for step one, or step zero, the threshold inquiry, it would be Egenera and Williamson that make clear that simply because there's some structure is not enough. It has to be structure that can perform the specific function that is recited in the claim language. Anything further, counsel? No, Your Honor, as I'm looking at my notes, unless there's any questions for me, I'll just ask once again for an affirmance. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. Mr. Cummings has some time left if he needs it. I want to address this how that Google complains that the claim's indefinite because it doesn't explain the how. Specifically, what they say is that it doesn't explain how the processor detects that an application has started, or it doesn't explain how the processor starts the Doppler. Those arguments can't be taken seriously. A processor doesn't know when an application is... We take all arguments seriously. But the processor doesn't know when an application is starting on the processor. That's effectively what they're saying. But skilled artisans know that when an application starts on the processor, there are things that the processor does. This is the level of detail of those skilled in the art that aren't required to be put in the specification because otherwise the specifications just become huge. How a processor starts the Doppler radar system. Processors have been controlling devices and sub-portions of systems for years. This was 2010. The iPhone was three years before that, and the processor on that is turning the screen on, it's turning the radio on. All that we're doing here is saying the processor turns on the Doppler radar system. Google says, well, it's indefinite because you didn't explain that. But again, 
it's the level of detail of one skilled in the art that you don't have to include um, in the patent. Your, your view is everybody would know that, a, that the processor memory and computer instructions would be able to do that, would know that that's sufficient structure to perform those claimed functions? Skilled, uh, those skilled in the art, absolutely. They would, they, would, they would understand that this is structure and they would understand... Um, you know, interrupts and all the things that go on for when the processor knows that an application is starting and the way that a processor is able to, um, uh, to turn on and, and off devices in, in, you know, in particular here, how does it start the, the Doppler radar? Um, <clears throat> unless there's any other uh, questions, Your Honor, I, I, we, we ask that, uh, that you, uh, reverse. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Cummings. Case is submitted. <clears throat>